Welcome to the Spark Report. I'm John W. Davis with Pavy. What's going on, Pav? How you feeling? I'm good, man. How you? How you? I'm doing well, doing well. Just hopped off of Clubhouse. We had a great, great discussion on there. Shout out to Christina Williams from Girls Talk Sports for having that on Wednesdays. But so we talked to a lot of different people. Erica Wheeler rolled through. The point guard herself, Chelsea Gray, rolled through. Erica McCall came through. Jasmine Jones, Allison Gaylor, who is the agent for People like Liz Cambage, Lisa Leslie, Chenea Gumake, as well as Chelsea Gray. Um, Jasmine Jones was in there. I think I said her. Coach Latricia Trammell, who was actually our first guest on on the Spark Report. So a lot of different talk going on in there. And it was supposed to be centered around today's WNBA free agency updates. And it all starts with Natasha Howard leaving the storm. And getting traded to the Liberty, and then a whole bunch of other stuff has happened after that. Um, yeah, it was a, um, it's an interesting trade. I mean, the Liberty won't be bad mm-hmm. next year. They will not be bad. Yep. I mean, they also have a Sammy Wickham. I remember even talking yep. to you earlier. Yep. Uh, we was like, yo, I would just get Sabrina shooters and would spread the floor, give her shooters, and let her handle the ball, and let her make the decisions. What Seemed did they like just do? Gave her two shooters. Two, gave her two shooters. Gave her basically a um, rim protector who can also stretch out. Gave her Sammy Wickham, one of the best shooters in the yep. league. So the Liberty Defensive not, player of the year. Yeah, so the Liberty will not be a bad <laughs> team next year. You, When you play the Liberty, you definitely will uh, have to compete. Yeah, Next I mean, it's, poss- it's possible they still may not make the playoffs because they were just so low last year. But if they make the playoffs, I will not be surprised. I also think they could have made – I think they could have made, made a run at the playoffs if Sabrina didn't, you know, get 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 the, get the sprain at ankle three. Game three. Yes, I mean, they won two games. So, I mean, two and 20. They have to they be better than two. Yeah. They would have won more. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Jasmine Jones yeah. was saying, I'm looking forward to winning more games in 2021 than I won in uh, 2020. So shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> after three <laughs> games, <laughs> after <laughs> three <laughs> wins, you did better. But but no, that's what I was saying. So, you know, there's this, there's this discussion about the Liberty. And yes, this is a Spark report, and we will talk about the Sparks. We'll talk about Erica Wheeler signing. Brittany Sykes resigning and some other things that they're going to do down the line in this free agency period. But when you talk about the Liberty, you have to look at it as a system. And yes, the Liberty, they seem to have missed a lot of shots last year. But when I watched them play, there were a lot of open shots they were missing. And so if you get people in the game that can make open shots, that's a totally different team. And like you said, they would have won more games if Sabrina played because Sabrina can shoot. Sammy Wick can, can shoot. Natasha Howard can shoot. Uh, they signed Benaje Laney. She can shoot. Like So now they have four high-rotation players who are above-average three-point shooters. Don't they still have the lady who um, – I, I cannot pronounce her name, but she was like 6'5". Zowie like, B? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zowie B. Don't they? Zowie B is a free agent, and they have okay. not resigned her yet. Okay. And that's all I can say about that. Okay. And so they've had time to resign her if she was, you know, a top top priority. But maybe that happens after Howard. I don't know. But they are trying to play five out. Yeah. They are trying they, to play new basketball where you either just shoot threes or layups. Yeah. 
and they got Kia Nurse out of there, who was probably your other yes. ball handler, who I think right. is the person. She who, gone. Yeah, she's uh best when she has the ball. Um, she's gone. So I mean, Sabrina seems like it's completely her roster, completely her team, and she's gonna be the one making all of all of the um decisions, kind of like Houston James Harden. You give her the ball and you live and die with Sabrina. And I'm yeah. comfortable with that personally. Yes, because if you look at her analytically, you should be comfortable with letting Sabrina have high usage. And if she's not the one shooting, passing the ball, like it makes sense to try it this way, especially when you've got Sabrina on a rookie scale deal. It's not like you had to pay her to the max for four years like they just did Howard. Okay, you got Sabrina for the performance you'll get out of peak Sabrina. She will outperform her contract. She will be worth more than her 70 some thousand dollar salary. So this is the time when you want to be good and you want to spend on some people above her and try to be as good as you possibly can. It's kind of like in the NFL when these teams have these rookie quarterbacks and then you see them in the Super Bowl and you're like, oh, wow, how is the, the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl with uh, rookie Russell Wilson? Well, they didn't have to pay him. They had to pay him forty million dollars, which he probably yeah. is gonna make now. He yeah. was paying. He was getting paid a half a million. Yeah, or 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 even one thing that people don't realize about the Warriors was that Steph getting hurt was probably the reason that they even had that run. Because you know Steph got hurt, so he got the what four year forty million dollar contract. Yes. He was grossly underpaid, exactly. which is why you could still put the team that you put around him and you know allow kind of the whole championship dynasty to happen. Now you see they're in a situation where you got what three people on maxes mm-hmm. and it's kind of tight there. Like your bench ain't the same. So, so no, you're right. You know why she still was on her rookie deal. She's um not getting a max. Obviously um this, this is, this is the league where we've, we've seen rookies come in the WNBA and have huge, mm-hmm. huge impacts. We've seen Maya Moore do it. Candace right. Parker won an MVP as a um rookie. To me, this, I will even still look at next year. as still her rookie season. To me, I think you're a rookie until you play the full amount of games that your rookie season is supposed to be. So until mm-hmm. she plays 32, 36 games, she's still a rookie to me. So this would be the time, especially judging off even what we just saw in a small glimpse of her last year. We're like, you're right. You want to put a team to be competitive around. And also, you're in New York City. If you can get New York basketball back cracking, especially moving into um, Barclays. I know Barclays just said that they're allowing fans uh, for the next game, I think about 2000. So I would assume that this summer, Liberty Games will have fans in them. I'm trying to sell tickets. I'm trying to put together a good product on the court. We already have um, Sabrina first year in um, Barclays. Let's make it happen. Right. And think about the types of players that will be coming to Barclays to play against Sabrina. Sue Bird, Candace Parker, Diana Taurasi. Like, you got these great superstars on these other teams, and they all got to come to Barclays and play if they do the season the normal way and you travel back and forth to arenas. Which I assume that they would at this point. Yes. Yes. I think you assume that they would, but until they say so, you don't know. it's not a done deal. Yeah. Yes. But so, and then when you keep going with that trade, then you mentioned Kia nurse and Megan Walker, they go to Phoenix and then Seattle is like, Hey, we want Dallas to be in this trade. They're like, we want Katie Lou Samuelson, which is fine. I have no problem with the Seattle Storm wanting Katie, Katie Lou Samuelson to basically be their starting three and take the spot of 
Felicia Clark in the starting lineup. They also think I have Dupree. Yes, Candace Dupree as well. They signed her. That's great. But I have a problem when you trade the number one overall pick for Katie Lou Samuelson. Because let me explain it to you like this. So when you go to the Wings roster, they have about 10 people right now who are basically shoe-ins to make their team or somebody else's team. This is not including Katie Lou. And they already had three of the top seven picks in the draft. You're not going to draft somebody in the top seven and not have them on your team. That's 13 people right there, not including Katie Lou, that they had. So you can't tell me that you could not have offered them less than the number one overall pick and taking Katie Lou off their hands because they barely had a spot for her in the rotation then. And they were going to have to bring in draft picks. Now, yes, some people are saying that they're stockpiling all these picks to make a run at Brittany Griner. That's fine. Interesting. But still, but still, if you are the Seattle Storm, you keep that number one pick that they just gave you for Natasha Howard. And you get Katie Lou a different way. If you want to think about it like this, the main thing they got out of Natasha Howard's deal was that number one pick. Now, yes, Natasha Howard wanted to go somewhere else, so they had to accommodate it and make it happen. But then when you take do we know why Natasha wanted to leave? Not sure. No, we'll probably figure that out when she has a media availability and she, you know, has a chance to talk. But we saw that she wasn't featured on the storm. You could say that. In 2019, she was the star. And when she was the star, she was in the MVP conversation and she was defensive player of the year. When she wasn't, she was still a great player, but she was like fourth option. By the way, I said that. I said the one thing you got to worry about with the uh, storm is people who were eating last year Mm -hmm. come back this year. And now, like, you know, everybody who wasn't there is back. Now you go from being a second, first option to, like you said, the fourth, fifth option. You ain't right. eating the same. Is everybody gonna be okay with that? Especially when you when you had a taste of what um, being that 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 main woman looks like. Right, but I but this is what I'm trying to get to. If I'm going to GM Pavy and you got Natasha Howard, and I say straight up, I'll trade you Katie Lou Samuelson for Natasha Howard. What you gonna tell me? No, that's what they did. When you move all the pe- the pieces around. That's what they did. And Sammy left. And Alicia Clark left. No, but... I get it. I get it, but no, as you say. No, but maybe they want to, you know, move Brianna more towards, like, small ball center. Um, I mean, they do still have Candace. They they, 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 they did sign Candace Dupree, who can... They still have Mercedes Russell, who's 6'6", and they still have Ezzy Magbogor. They do have... Yes, yes, yes. They they still got some people who are going to have to play at center. Yes. And, so the Brianna Stewart still got to play Katie Lou. That's fine. I'm just saying, if you really want Katie Lou, get her a different way. You don't have to give up the first overall pick for her. I feel you, but even also with her, maybe they didn't want to use the pick. I mean, maybe you know they they was like, we're in a we're in a situation where where we think we can keep winning right now. We don't want That's, more rookies. You know, we may okay. not even have time to you know develop 
a um rookie. So I don't know. They look, they are the then, then you take that pick and you make a separate trade down the line for it. But you just don't straight up trade the number one overall pick in 2021 for Katie Lou Samuelson. Yes, I know she practices with Team USA. Yes, I know that she was a great player at UConn. Yes, I know that she's a knockdown shooter in certain situations. And that's a great fit for her. And she's going to play with fellow UConn players. She's going to play with Brianna Stewart. She's going to play with Sue Bird. Morgan Tuck is on the roster. So they have synergy there. But I'm just saying, you just don't trade the number one overall pick for her. That would be like trade. That would be like trading. That'd be like the Pistons, right? And they had the number one overall pick in 2021. And they wanted a starter. So they traded it for who? That'd be like last year. No. Because that actually might be good. I was going to say that'd be like last year trading the number one overall pick for Jeremy Grant. But it's not even that good. It's like trading. You know, I, I, was this. I, I was I was I was this. We don't know. Katie Lou was the fourth pick two years ago. Yes. So she's only yes. 22 she years old. traded by the sky. I understand this. I understand this. She's and now she's been traded again by the wings. Hey, look, sometimes it's just fitting system. You get somewhere. I mean, hey, you just mentioned Jeremy Grant. Look at what you know. Jeremy Grant started off with yes. the process team in Philly. Yes. He goes I, to the Thunder. He's cool with the Thunder. He goes to the Nuggets. He gets better. He come to Detroit and he averaging twenty something. Now, do I think it's do I do I think Jeremy's twenty is the twenty that it looks like? No, because he's in Detroit and they you know it's not like they have a great team around him. But you hope that Katie Lou, she's somewhere. You know, she's in um Seattle. She also did she play with Brianna in um college. At all, I think there might have been some overlap her freshman year. Her freshman year, okay. I so think. she's okay. So she, you know, they may have a relationship outside of basketball. Yes, family. You hope that they get that that they like get her there. I'm not saying don't trade for her. No, I know you're saying, saying don't trade the number one overall pick for her. I know, but I'm just saying number their, one overall picks are players like Brianna Stewart. And Candace Parker and Sabrina Ionescu and whoever else has been. Well, maybe they looked at the draft and didn't think that there was a that you know because of the year that we had last year. You know you, you didn't get to have a real NCAA tournament. Maybe they looked at the draft and didn't feel confident in anybody. Like I'm sure if this yes. was a page page that, out here, they would have yes. used that pick. But yes, not none of that. So I don't. Yes. So maybe that's how they looked at it. I was like, you know what? We can like get this young prospect. She's still twenty three years old. Maybe they feel like she still has gobs of untapped potential, and we get her in our system, and she can become um, the player that she was drafted to be fourth overall. Yes, but get her a different way. I but feel you. A different way. I feel all, you. But they are forever. What's up? I feel you, but they are the you know defending um, WNBA champions, so I'm gonna yes. give them. Some, so I'm gonna end last time they were healthy, which was the year before. They also went to the championship as well and won it. So I'm gonna give them a little bit of slack for the, for the for for the roster decisions that they want to make. And I'll say this too: more usage for Brianna Stewart is not a bad thing. Yes, but no, that's not a bad thing. And Brianna Stewart, I talked to Dawn Staley at the USA basketball camp they just had this past weekend i talked to her on zoom and one of the reporters asked her a question and she said what stands out to her is that brianna stewart can play anywhere on the court all positions so that is a position fluid player 
she's not a four. She's not a five. She's a basketball player. So if she needs to play the three more and then they have to go with Ezzy and Russell or they go with, you know, Dupree to make her comfortable playing the four and then Brianna Stewart ends up playing a lot of three. So be it. There might be a point where Katie Lou ends up coming off the bench because a better lineup for them could end up being Stewart and Dupree and a center as opposed to Katie Lou Stewart and a center. So they have some options and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I, I'm just, I don't understand it. I, I, I don't think I will get over this. Depends, depends on who she comes out to be. And also it um, depends on the draft class that we see again, like I said, maybe they looked at the draft and didn't feel, um, gung-ho about any other prospects that then you um, draft then you draft the lady from finland who's like 19 drafting stash don't even bring her over yeah but we trying to win right now so why but i feel you, you though i feel you, you though okay stash, look, you, look, you tell you telling me that the dallas wings wouldn't have took a 2022 first round pick for katie lou i don't know maybe probably probably right probably. then just give them that but also, I feel you. But also, the thing about the W is the first round is like you like like you said many times. The whole draft is like 24 players, 24, 30, 36 players. 36, so basically, yeah. everybody you getting is all American. Yes. So if you get in the first pick, or you have like the fifth pick, or you have the first pick and like the 12th pick, sometimes it may not be that much of a difference unless you're looking at a historical prospect that you think of, yes. you know world changing player coming out at number one so maybe that was their thought process like as well as long as we have picks yeah. we're good and the other thing is maybe they know something that we don't know that a lot of these players are just not going to come out because everybody who's playing right now during the pandemic they get an extra year of eligibility automatically from the ncaa they can stay in college mm-hmm. a whole nother year if they want to i didn't know that so, and then especially players who are juniors who might be draft eligible, they don't have to come out. So even seniors don't have to come out if they don't want to, technically. I didn't know so, that. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. so yeah, there you go. But bringing it back to the uh, LA Sparks, since, yes. the, since the last time we talked, Erica Wheeler, who I know we mentioned her name on the show, but didn't really think it was a real possibility. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, 48 hours later, it seems like Erica Wheeler is a part of the um, LA Sparks. Brittany That's Sykes definitely. also re-signed to uh, stay with the Sparks. So I guess we could jump into Erica Wheeler. What do you think about the signing of Erica Wheeler? Do you like it? Do you not like it? How do you feel about it? Three words, pick and roll. That's what she wants to do. And if you're putting NECA in the pick and roll, one of the most efficient players in WNBA history, that's a good start for the new Sparks. Okay. And then you put her sister right next to her. We saw for with our own eyes that there's something special about those two playing together. NECA and Cheney play basketball extremely well together. Even NECA and Vadiva will play basketball extremely well together. So I think the Sparks are underrated. I think Erica Wheeler, I asked her a question today in Clubhouse, and I was basically asking her about, you know, how does it feel to be underrated? She said, I don't don't think about that. I don't care about that. I believe her. I believe she is a player that, you know, I'm not saying that she has irrational confidence or anything like that, 
but she focuses on herself. She controls what she controls and she competes. They need competitors and they want to play faster. And this is no knock on Chelsea Gray, but they want to play faster. And what? Right. And what do Christy Tolliver, Erica Wheeler, and Ted Cooper do? They push the ball and they can play fast. So now they have three people for one and a half spots to do what they want them to do going forward. So I think it's a good signing. If Erica Wheeler can make three-pointers, it's a great signing. If she can shoot the 38% that she shot when she was all-star MVP, that's a great signing. Anytime you get an above-average three-point shooter, I believe you have made your team better. Um, I like the signing at my 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 first thought process. Why? Just because I would have I I wouldn't have mind you know really running with Tay and just seeing you know what she has to bring. But not um, yet. But but yeah, you know, like you're in a you're in a situation with this team where again you did just Cornecker. So it's like you also even just think about her. You want to show her that your committee is a winning basketball game because I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure Nika Gumake is a winner. She wants to win basketball games. And then also with this team, like I don't think you got significantly worse. I think you got better in certain areas. Like you, like for one, if Fish really wants to, you know, prioritize ball movement and moving the ball around more and playing faster, I think you have the team to do it because you just took away the two ball-dominant players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Candace is somebody who needs the ball to be effective. This is no slight on Candace, but I think she needs the ball to be effective. But also, like, if you have Candace Parker on your team, why would you not want to give her the ball? Like, it's Candace Parker. Like, right. I would give Candace Parker the ball. Same with Chelsea Gray. Like, why would I not want to give Chelsea the ball and let Chelsea ISO and let Chelsea do the things that she's best at? Like, she has clearly had gobs of success doing that. So I'm going to let mm-hmm. her do those things. But – if that's not the style Fisher wants to play, I think that these signings, especially you know bringing Brittany back and getting Chelsea, um, not Chelsea, um, Erica. If if I think we can finally see Fish start to actually coach the basketball the way he wants to coach basketball. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah. sign Fisher and you brought him here, you know you made this big name hire. I think you do at some point. I mean, you know, people had a criticism of of of, of Fish's Fish. Even they have a criticism of 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 of, of his on the court decisions. I don't, but I think now would be the time where it's like all criticism will be fair because this will be fully his system. It's fully right. his system. You handpicked these players. You signed Erica. You can't say the last year. You signed Erica. Right. You re-signed Brittany Sykes. You did that. You made these signings. So I'm very excited to see how it works. I wish you she mentioned like, yeah, I can play off ball. Yeah, I can, you know, um handle the ball. Doesn't seem like like I don't like I don't think you have a point guard on this on this team. Like I think you have two guards. Right. I think you have two guards in the backcourt. Honestly, yeah. you maybe run out there with three because even I think Brittany, she can play wing, right. but I still think she's kind of even a guard as well herself. Most definitely. But really, Most I definitely. think we're out there basically with three guards, and we just go move the ball, see what happens, and we're going to play like that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you. Um, I am working on an article right now with Windsider where I kind of describe them as, you know, having point guard skills, but also having combo guard skills. And that's a great thing. Like if you can switch and just be interchangeable, that makes your offense more fluid. And that's what they want to do. They want to play, you know, as five players. They don't want it to be one person does this, one person does that, one person does this. Like, and then they have ample ball handling now. Not only do you have, you know, Wheeler who can ball handle, Tolliver, Cooper, but you also have 
Sydney Weiss, Brittany Sykes, and TRP. You got half the team that can bring the ball up the court comfortably. And even if you want to drop TRP off there, you got five players who can bring the ball up comfortably. And I saw TRP do it, so I'm going to say six. Right now, half the roster can bring the ball up the court. I don't even mind if Nick could grab the ball off the backboard and go. I don't want to see her playing like Bam. I don't, but I'm saying I don't (laughs) mind her doing it. Yes. Well, speaking of NECA, I also spoke to NECA at, on a Zoom for the USA basketball camp. And she talked about this being the first season where she didn't go overseas and she trained by herself. And so she worked on improving her game solely on her own. And so I think we will see a renewed NECA. The thing with her, that's always the thing with her, is she has to balance everything else that she's doing and she has to remain rested and calm mentally and physically like she has to always be on top of it like she can't let it be too much for her when you say on her own i'm assuming she still had a trainer like yes she had a trainer yes yes okay i'm assuming she didn't go in the gym and was like today we're working on post-ups i'm assuming that she's still had like some training when you said it was like she was still working with the trainer but what i'm saying it was like one-on-one training okay okay she wasn't doing like three-on-three or five-on-five runs and things like that. The first time that she really played three-on-three or five-on-five basketball was this past weekend in South Carolina with Team USA. Um, Did she say say what things she tried to focus on specifically within her game? Let me look at my notes. I don't think so, but what I've seen her working on from what I know is shooting and ball handling. So I've seen those two things. So when you mentioned I don't mind her bringing the ball up the court, then she's been working on that. And in a in an open gym with nobody's hand in her face, NECA will make dozens of shots consecutively. You know what I'm saying? She is a very efficient basketball player. I think we were talking, and I think I said, like, she's like Tim Duncan. Was I talking to you about that? I'm sure we had mentioned this before. Yeah. So, like, like you can build around this player. You can build around a player like that. And yes, she's 30 now, but it's okay. If NECA is barely playing overseas anymore, like you can build around NECA Gumike. She's got enough stuff to do during the off season that if they pay her right and she gets some of the marketing money and stuff like that, she doesn't have to go overseas. Or if she goes overseas, it's for shorter stints. So she's not going over there and playing eight months. You know, she might go for, you know, when it's time for Euro Cup, she might be like a ringer, bring her in, and it's time to win. Yeah. But. I mean, thing- like, I mean, but also it's, 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 it's also women's basketball. Like women's basketball doesn't allow, doesn't rely so much on athleticism. Like all these players have great skill. No, which is why you but she is athletic as well. She is. She, she. I mean, she. She is. What I'm saying, like, it's. It's not like, you know, it's, fundam- she, it's fundamental um, athleticism. Yeah, All of her athleticism like, is purposeful. Yeah, like it's not like she depends on jumping 40 feet in the air to grab a rebound. Like that's not. Right. Or like, or like she depends on do- not 40, 40 inches in the air to like grab a rebound. That's not mm-hmm. what her game is. Her game is very fundamentally sound. Um. So I mean, you. I mean, you don't lose your fundamentals if anything you improve upon them over time. 
Um, so right. as long as she can stay away from injuries, I know like her back gave her some trouble last year. Like as long as she can stay away from injuries, she can play till she's 40 if she wants to. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. Shout out to Brittany Sykes for re-signing her multi-year contract with the Sparks. Uh, I got a chance to talk to her and, and I wanted to ask her like why the Sparks, because Brittany Sykes was adamant on basically only talking to the Sparks, signing with the Sparks, not being worried about anything else. She didn't want to hear any comments or anything else about her going here or her sh she should do this or she should do that she was set on the sparks and i think that's great and i think i learned why because she said she's big on stability and potential for growth and she wants to build and grow in la and i think she appreciates that la purposefully purposely acquired her last season and they have a plan for her not only a plan for her to take the next step defensively which would be to make first team all defense or win defensive player of the year because she made second team. And they also have a plan for her to get more shots and become even more of an offensive threat. You yourself have said several times that she can be a 16 point scorer in the mm -hmm. league. And I think that's fair. And if she's a 16 point scorer in the league, she's either second or first on the sparks and scoring, especially with the way that, their offense is set up that it's a democratic offense that you know yeah even if NECA is averaging 18 and then Sykes is averaging 16 there's still going to be a lot of other people around that 10 point range yeah I don't think too many people will be dribbling I think like I, I, I think like most I, I think this could be a team where most people only take about two dribbles two mm. dribbles shoot pass two dribbles shoot pass I don't think you'll have a situation where it's like you know you have three people completely over dribbling this mm -hmm. year, I don't think you'll see that. I, 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 I think maybe every now and then, if you need to go to a Christy ISO, you mm -hmm. may go to it. But for the most part, I think it'll be a two-dribble team. Two dribbles, if you don't have it, pass you. And I love the fact that the players are saying they want to get up and down and run. Like, that's the type of basketball that they should want to play. And that's the type of basketball that people want to watch. People want to watch you get up and down. So if they got Wheeler who's going to push and Tolliver who's going to push – and Sykes is going to push, and Cooper who's going to push. Like, Brittany Sykes is going to – I think she mentioned in her media availability that she is looking at getting, like, six to eight points just on, like, easy layup baskets. And it's it seemed like 40% of her points last year were baskets like that. She's just getting up and down, competing, and getting layups. No, I agree. I, 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 I think that – um, you know, from Fish playing in the, I don't, I don't know how much triangle they ran last year, but I think you'll see some triangle, like even, even, they even tried to do it last year. And I think that you know, with having a players who've been in Fish's system for you know two, three years, mm -hmm. I think at this point, if you're here, you're here because you want to be, and you're here because yes. you're buying into it. So it's yes. like I think you'll even see more of that. And you'll see more of, and also just even from running the triangle on like 2K, you have to know how to run the triangle. Mm -hmm. Like it's very quick reads. Like you have three options on any given play, and you just gotta move and pick one. So it's very, very quick reads. It's something that takes time to do. Like even you, I mean, you you even heard it like um, last dance. It took like two, three years for like even Mike and him to really click with the triangle. Mm -hmm. So again, you're in the third year. I'm assuming if you're here in um LA, you want to run. You um want to be in Fisher's system. Even I even I think I asked Erica what um uh what uh excited you about Fisher's system. She even gave you things. So I think everybody who's here wants to run Fisher's system, which I think is very, very, very important. 
I don't know if everybody always wanted to run Fisher's system before. Mm -hmm. And let me piggyback on what you said about everybody wanting to be here. If the Seattle Storm can get what they got for Natasha Howard as a cord player, imagine what the Sparks could have got if NECA decided that she wanted to go somewhere else. That means somebody else would have had to have given up. Let's say for some reason NECA wanted to go to the Dallas Wings. Well, the Dallas Wings would have had to give up about every first-round pick they had. At least two of them boys. Yeah. So they could have got a haul for NECA, but NECA chose to stay. So I think she is bought in. Like, why stay if you haven't bought in? She wants to be here. Like, she do you stay? Do here. you stay just because your sister has a suspended contract and she can only negotiate with the Sparks? But they've just proven that they want you to be confident that you want to stay. So if she wanted to leave, I'm sure Janae could leave too. If she really had to leave and really didn't want to be here, she could leave. I'm not saying she is. I think she's staying, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's this is about player empowerment now. Players are in charge of this league. I also think it's less leaders on this team, which I think is a good thing. I think when you walk in the locker room, you know Nega's a leader off top. You know Nega Gumake's a leader of this team. Well, she's and been the captain the whole time you and I've been covering her. She's been the captain, but I still feel like Candace and then you all and that also feel like Chelsea still had a voice. And even before then, I think Elena had a voice as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think when you walk in this locker room now, NECA is the overwhelming voice of everything. And I think that that's good. Mm -hmm. I think that she's a leader. She's also the best player. And again, like I, 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 I just like the roster construction of this team. I think it makes a little bit more sense. I think they're more balanced. Like when we first started covering the team, I thought they were really big heavy. Last year, I still thought they were kind of big heavy. Now I think they're evenly balanced between guards and bigs. Mm -hmm. And again, like I'm actually excited to see it. And I actually do think they're going to shock a lot of people. And I think in many ways, they will be better than what they even were last year. I mean, they technically still have five post players, technically, because they yeah, technically they have, like have six guards now, too, though. Like, they have like, what? They got like six, seven guards now, too. Like you even just said they got six people who can bring the ball to court. Mm -hmm. What they have last year. Well, what they don't have now are. Yes, they have more guards, but what they don't have now are like those in between wing players that are like can only play the three. They don't have that. Did and so. No, you don't need that. That's what I'm saying. So that's how you think it's more balanced, even though it's basically the same. Yeah, but I just, I just like looking when I'm looking at Erica. When I look like I, I think most of the, I think Sydney it's, can. It's because the, it's because they're they're more combo players now that you feel like it's more balanced. But what yeah. I'm saying is, if you go roster like spot by spot, it's the same amount of guards that they've been had. It's just more guards who seem like they can do more things. So then they kind of multiply. I agree. I agree. Like again, like again, I think Sydney can go from the one to the three. I think TRP can go from the two to the three. And even if you really want to push it, maybe the four, depending on the lineup mm -hmm. that you're yeah, we saw um, play for. Um, running. Um, mm -hmm. Then obviously Erica and, and Christy, both one and two. And mm -hmm. I even think Christy, because she's played in Washington, can probably, can probably play some three. If you just want to run out three guards, I think Sydney can do two and three. 
Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Taya can do one and two. So I think mm-hmm. you have a lot of lineup combinations. Like if you want to go big, I think you still can do that. If you want to go really small, I think you can do that as well. So that's why I like, yes, you're right. They have more players who can do more combination of things, which is why I think this roster is more balanced. Forever Fresh says fans want Vadiva to be the starter. So does Pavi. Nah, like I think, I, nah, I really think, like just even judging Maria and even just I remember the game with she, I think it was 24 against uh, Las Vegas, the first game of the 2019 season. Yes. Like all she, she needs, double all, double. To me, all she needs is confidence. When I look at her, if I had to make an image comparison, I look at like a pal. So to me, she's a lady that all she needs is confidence and to know that she's not going to get, you know, took out the game because she made one mistake. She's mm-hmm. what, 21 years old? Something like that. Yeah. Me, I think she has potential to be the best, if not one of the best bigs in this league, and I'm very excited for her growth this season. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think, think she has to play. Yeah, I think it's important to have a big player too, because you still need height. Like as much as basketball is, you know, trending towards positionless, I like to call it position fluid. You still need height. Yeah, them positions be wild tall now. Yeah, right, right. That, yeah, I was talking. I was talking to somebody about this, and like in ten years, like I feel like the average height in the WNBA will be like six three, six four. Like it's just going to be so many tall players, and it's going to be an outlier to have a Brittany Griner or a Cam Beige that's extremely tall, or a Taya Cooper who is below average. I agree. I think the and guards I, are five ten, five ten, five eleven. They got, they got, they got six five high school point guards now in women's exactly. basketball. So you can't tell me that a player like that doesn't have as much chance as anybody to make the league. That's which I, don't, which I don't, which I don't know why we haven't always trained women to play every single position. Honestly, it just makes the most sense to me. I don't yes. know. why. If you're six, that's, five, that's, you're why, five. that's why European players are so good because Agreed. they said you need to learn how to do everything on the basketball court. Just because you're tall doesn't mean you shouldn't know how to pass. Just because you're tall doesn't mean you should know how to dribble. Just because you're tall doesn't mean you should know how to shoot. And now, so we're finally letting everybody play that way. And you have made the astute observation that for pretty much everyone in the WNBA, even a post player, they are the size of a guard in the NBA. So there is nothing that any player in the WNBA cannot do on the basketball court. Nobody is too tall to do something. Nobody is Rudy Gobert, where you're too tall to do stuff. Nobody is Taco Fall, where you're too tall to do stuff. Uh, the lady who played for the Utah Stars, Margo, who was 7'2 or 7'3 back in the day, she's not you know, RIP to her, but there's no player that is too tall to do so. Even Liz Cambage can shoot threes. She should. She's 6'8". So forward. Right. Right. <laughs> you Jalen Brown. Right. The only person in the league who should not be shooting threes unless she's practiced it, and I just don't know, is Brittany Griner. Because that's just not part of her game that I know about. But I could be wrong. Erica Wheeler is averaging 19 points in EuroLeague, shooting well from three, too. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And shout out to Michael Fisher, the director of player personnel or vice president of player personnel. He's not about to sign some people who can't shoot. I would hope so. He's an analytical person. He is not about to sign somebody who can't shoot because there's no point. Because like even the, the fastest, best 
point guard, if they couldn't shoot, like you limit yourself. Yeah, that's just a liability. Be because, because then you're playing four on five. We cannot was, play four. The Sparks cannot play four on five. Which was actually one thing that even happened happened with Chelsea last year that like I noticed is people were going under a lot of screens right. on Chelsea last year because she wasn't shooting the best from the from the right. perimeter. And now, that's what Wheeler said. Wheeler said, I dare you to go under. I'm gonna shoot. Now I think maybe the only person you may think you may be able to go under on is I, I don't know how much ball and responsibility TRP is gonna have, but maybe Taya. Taya is the one where like I, she has to improve the way she shoots the basketball. Yeah, right. But she knows that. And she, she knows has, that. she has access to top-notch trainers. So she, I expect she, her to come in and be able to do that better. She knows that. And also she plays defense so hard, I'll put up with it. Right. It's like if you're gonna go out there and give me two steals, I will put up with the fact that you may not be the best shooter because you and may get some back from me. And that's why she's not the starter yet, Babby. Because <laughs> you got Erica Wheeler for two years. Even by then, if two years from now you're like, oh yeah, Taya Cooper is it, she's still on a rookie deal. <laughs> she's still on the rookie deal. Yeah. And then you've got more money to do other things with. No, it's, right. it's, they, 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 they made the um, right decision. Like, uh, again, I don't, I don't think the Sparks are rebuilding. And I will say this, too. From everything I've heard about the Sparks and from the Sparks, it sounds like signing Jenea Gumake is not the only other thing they're doing. I think they still got something else up their sleeve. I don't know exactly what it is or who it is. But I think they've got one, just one more thing that'll make you go, hmm, I, I see that up their sleeve. So I think there's something else that's going to fall domino-wise. Is that bringing over some overseas players or overseas player? Maybe so. I don't know. But I think they're going to do something else. And then, you know, like you said, they still have that draft pick. When you look at a draft, especially in a year like this where you don't know who's coming out, you know, there's a lot of quality deep into a draft. When you can get a Taya Cooper and a Crystal Dangerfield in the second round and one of them was cut and you just pick her up for nothing, there's a lot of quality in there. And like you said, all of these players are all, all, American. all Americans. All of them was Mrs. Basketball. Played on, played on, yeah, Miss Basketball. Played all on – yeah. Played on, you know, some Team USA at some level. Like all um, of these players are great in their own right. It's only thirty-six. It's about, it's about system, and that's and that's why I go back to saying that I agree with you that if the Seattle Storm really wanted Katie Lou and they feel like she's great for the system, get her. But you don't have to trade that. I just got to put that back in there. You don't have to trade that first one. You don't have to agree with me. I don't really care. No, but I feel you. I'm just saying trade the first overall pick for her. Draft, I mean, draft and stash the first overall maybe pick. Maybe they maybe they worked that gung ho about anything that they saw coming out of the draft. Feel they, you. Like, I feel you. I'm quoting Pavy. I feel you, but no. Don't you say that a lot? I do say I feel you, but I no. I feel you, but no. Like you just do it a different way. That's yes, when Katie Lou came out in 2019, you know, there were people who were saying that she'd be rookie of the year because we just saw like her getting open shots. And maybe this is the time for her to just get those open shots and and reach that level that a lot of people saw for. Her. I, I think she can be a starter. 
I think she has the ability to be a really good, almost borderline great player in the league. That's fine. But I'm not trading the first overall pick for her, especially when I know y'all don't even want her. She The fact that I know y'all don't even really want her like that. The Wings did not really want her like that. Yes, the Wings purposely traded for her, but were the Wings starting her? Was she angry oh. in Chicago? Was she angry at the coach or something in Chicago? I don't know. She was hurt. When she first came in the league, she was hurt, and she just never could break into James Wade's rotation. I don't know the specifics. I think I saw, like, an article that said she was, like, her mom was mad at, like, the coach or something like that. And that's why I think, 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 I think I remember saying that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but, yeah. Um, any final thoughts on, uh, I mean, the departures or any final thoughts or anything, any other moves you would, you would uh, yeah. like to see happen? Um, what's up? What are you feeling? Final thoughts, and we will continue to talk about this on the Spark Report. I think it was important for Chelsea Gray and Candace Parker to do what they had to do. I will say that every single time. I think that both of them went to situations where they can thrive because, the Las Vegas Aces, they're not that deep of a team. And they can always use ball handling and the skill of Chelsea Gray. And it's an organization that is going to appreciate her. They they showed how much they appreciated her by flying her out when she was a restricted free agent, knowing that she wasn't going to sign with them. And even if she did sign that contract with them, the Sparks were just going to match it. So... They played the long game. It worked out for them. Candace Parker, she has natural connections in Chicago, clearly. That's her hometown metro area. James Wade, she is basically family with him from her time overseas. She is James Wade's child's godmother. She is? I had no idea. Yes, sir. Like, that's what I'm oh. saying, man. That, that's why I was talking about the Russian connect. Like, you, oh. you can't blame these players were going home. And then she, the other, she just, she just, she seems happy. And the other thing is, I want you to know that each one of them told each other they were leaving. Like they knew, they talked, they knew. So they had to make the decisions that was best for each other. Like now, I don't know which one said, I'm leaving first. I don't know if it was like the Spider Man meme where you just pointed at each other, like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if it was like that, but they knew. And that's why I was saying, like, I didn't think that Chelsea Gray was going to play here without Candace Parker. And yes, Chelsea Gray made her own independent decision, but she still knew that Candace was going home, too. So she made the decision that was best for her. And so I appreciate that. And, yo, the Sparks are going to be better than what you think. When you look at a WNBA power rankings in 2021 the sparks could be as low as on some people's list the sparks will be as low as 10 yeah no but i don't think they're gonna be the 10th worst team in the league no 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 but um if i had to summarize it again like i what i'm saying i said yeah i think it was time to try something new i do think it was time to try something new and like i said uh i, I you know, people have had criticisms about Fisher, and this is criticisms about his on-the-court dealings. Um, 
I don't always think fairly. Um, but now it's time to put up again. Like you have been here two years. You have, and which also I think is kind of, excuse me, unfair, especially the first year with like, all the injuries, excuse me, he had to deal with and right. still coming out here and winning 20 games, even last year in the bubble. If I'm not mistaken, they won 20 games last year as well. So to me, I mean, he's Close had. To it. I mean, they only played 22, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically had the same winning percentage. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you, you, he's had successful seasons with players that he didn't handpick. At this point in time, you basically handpicked all your players again. NECA decided to stay. She did. She decided to stay. She right. wanted to leave. She could have. She could have said, yo, I don't want to play here. Court me and trade me. And right. they had to do that for her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Christy didn't have to sign. Erica didn't have to sign. Brittany didn't have to sign. These players did not have to come back. So, again, like he has put the team that he wants to put in place, and I'm excited to see how it works. I'm excited to see how his system, the way he envisioned it works. I'm excited to see what's different. And also, I do think that it was time because I do think you had probably reached the limit, judging all based off the last two years. Now, maybe, like I said, I maybe would have gave it one more year. But still, I think you had probably reached the summit of what you were going to get out of that team. I think it was probably time to try something new. So, And let me add this. I don't think the GM will be firing the coach the first season if the coach doesn't do well. You can get fired in the court of public opinion, but yes, the GM would not be firing the coach. Because the GM and the coach is the same person. Now, yeah. now he ain't firing himself. Come on now. Now, now. And he's going to give himself time. Now, in the court of public opinion, he can get crucified. Mm-hmm. But the court of public opinion ain't who paid. So right. leave it at that. Right. He ain't firing himself. But yeah, you can check me out on YouTube at John W. Davis Media. Also check me out on Twitter and Instagram at John W. Davis. Also, you can follow my written work on winsider.com. And that's also where you can listen to this podcast on the Winsider Podcast Network. Pavi, where can we find you? And what's the latest song coming out? Uh, as always, man, you can find me on Twitter um, at Pavi World, all one word. I actually have the Larry to my ex's video coming out soon. Mm. Um, shot it uh, like last week. Um, so yeah, that should be coming out soon. Songs about women um, is still out. Uh, Soft Lips is out now. Uh, go check all that out. And uh, my YouTube is at Pavi World. All right. Well, it's been the Spark Report. John W. Davis and Pavi. Peace.